Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour podcast. I am your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I am joined by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. And we are the Love Hour podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness and everything in between. As you know, we are not marriage experts. We're not. We're just people. We're just people who've been married for longer than we have not at this point in our life. Um, Is that true? No, together, not yet married. Not married yet. We've been, oh, together. Yeah, together you're right. Together longer, longer than we have not We're closing been. in on that too, though. Yes, we are. Um, and so this week we have a very special guest. Uh, she is the host of Will Packer's newest unscripted relationship series, Put a Ring on It, um, which comes on OWN. She is a master executive, a relationship coach, life strategist, speaker, and author. We call that a multi-hyphenate. Multi-hyphen the business. Yes. And that is none other than Dr. Nicole LaBeach. Hi, everybody. Hello. And welcome, welcome. We welcome you once. We welcome you twice. (laughs) We welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ. (laughs) And I love that voice, Kevin. That was great. Oh, yeah. I've been saved all my life. I was saved before I was born. I spoke in tongues in my mom's second trimester. (laughs) That baby got it. That baby got it. Oh, my gosh. So for people who are um, unfamiliar with the show, I'll read the synopsis. And then, Dr. Nicole, I'll allow you to give your take on kind of what the show is. So uh, Put a Ring on It follows three longtime couples with obviously your help, um, and they embark on the ultimate relationship test. From week to week, the couples are pushed outside of their comfort zones to confront the question they've been too afraid to ask. Is this my person, my partner? Is this our happily ever after, or should we part ways? The couples will finally find out if they are find out if they are truly meant to be together by dating other people, and in doing so, they'll discover if there's a love connection they've been missing all along. Will they decide it's time to go their separate ways, or will they put a ring on it? Child, that's yeah. heavy. Dr. Nicole, what is your take <laughs> on the show? How would you describe it? Because I gave a lot. That's a, that's a pretty good description. I okay. mean, you know, like you said, these are long-term couples and they're trying to figure out, are they stuck or are they refusing to move on this question of whether we're going to build, you know, the long-term marriage dynamic or whether or not we need to go our separate ways and I hold the space for them to ask some really hard questions and have the tough conversations and um, they also date other people in this process so it's it's a lot going on and it will definitely uh, help you to decide if you are in with the person that you should be in this conversation with. That is, whew, that is a tough man. Let me tell you what. It's one thing to not be sure, but then you're going to go, oh, you go, because I don't know, you're going to go see, be somebody else and then find out if you sure. Okay, bet. Okay, I love you. Marry me now. I changed my mind. 
I can't imagine watching you date somebody and the people be coming into the house to pick them up. Yeah. Oh, hey, good evening. I'm going to take your girlfriend now. I'll bring her back. Mm, what if you like her him more than me? I'm insecure. Yeah, it's all of those conversations, but it, it pushes you because, you know, a lot of times in relationships when things are, are at a standstill or they may not be going exactly the way we want, um, that question of is the grass greener on the other side comes up, right? We, we may not talk about it, but it may be a thought on one person's side or both. So this one says, okay, let's put it all out in the open. Let's be transparent and authentic. And let's figure out what we're doing here because we just can't stay in this treadmill space and expect to really get some traction. You know, interestingly enough, although the show is that's for me, Kevin, I don't know how I could handle that. I do think a lot of people get stuck in that, you know, what I'll call the jagged edge mm -hmm. uh, era, which is. We ain't getting no younger. Yeah, we might as well do this. But it takes a while to be like, we might as well get married. Especially you have children, you 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 know, cohabitating together. Um, is what what do you think causes couples to be like, I don't know about this final step. It's kind of good here. Well, you know, everybody comes into a relationship with the other relationships that they may have had at one mm -hmm, point in time. Mm -hmm. So whether that's your parents whether that was your, you know, your tribe, culturally, what you saw, um, other relationships that didn't end well, you know, everybody comes with their understanding of, of what relating to one another looks like. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't have a vision of where you're trying to go, and that's the focal point, and you all have really decided this is what we're trying to build, it can get really fuzzy. Um, quickly over time as to, wow, are we doing and having actions and behaviors that speak to what we're trying to build? Did we ever decide what mm -hmm. we're trying to build, right? So what this conversation is, is one person in the dynamic may be saying, I thought we were building this. Are we building this? Yeah. And it's only appropriate that grown folk have a negotiated agreement where we both agree on what we're building. And if not, then we may need to do something different. That's it. I'm sorry, do you have something? Well, I was just going to say that at the crux and the root of what you're talking about is communication. And I know that is one of the themes this season. Um, I have a definition that I recently came up uh, with in regards to effective communication, what does communication look like to you or you lack know, thereof? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the interesting thing about the show is we probably can all come to the conversation about what it looks like when it's not right. 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 But, yeah. But unfortunately, what a lot of us are learning by watching the show is, oh, we're finally getting to see what it should look like, right? Yeah. We're starting to get to see what the work of relationships mm -hmm. looks like through Put a Ring on It in a way we've never been able to see before on television. And one of the things is you have to be able to be honest about what you need, what you want, and, and what you're really willing to do, not just what you're willing to talk about. 
What you're willing to do, not just what you're willing to talk about. Say more there, Dr. Nicole, because I like that, but I want to understand exactly what you mean. (laughs) So one of the things that's great about the work that I do is I hold the space for people not to just talk, but to really see how their actions are lining up with what they say. Mm -hmm. So like a person says, I want to lose weight but then they don't work out and they don't eat right. They, they're just talking about it, but none of their actions are lining up. And, and they, they eat in everything that moves. And they just and have that's not a, Cheeto, Right, that's not a problem. Right. That's not a problem, but it what it does is it says to you, what's going on? Is it an intention issue? Is it a wound issue? Is it a non-commitment issue? What, what is it that is the, the, the gap? Yeah. Between what you're saying you want and what you're doing. And can we minimize the gap? And that's what the coaching context does. It seems so simple when you put it like that. Well, it does. And I think I think oftentimes there is I think part of communication is that what we say and what we do don't often match. Um, I think about how many people, if you say, what are the foundations to a great relationship? I'd imagine close to 100% of people would say communication. Mm-hmm. But in reality, when we are communicating or when things gets tough, we shut down, we run away, we bury our heads in the sand. Like we do all everything but <laughs> communicate. Mm-hmm. Well, the cool thing is, of our communication is nonverbal. So 97% isn't that crazy? Is that that that's almost 98? Listen, (laughs) so so much of our communication is what we're not saying. So you add to that that we're often not cultured the way we could be to be able to put language to what we're feeling and language to what we need and language to to what's not working or what is working and then we want to keep that. And then you're like, wow, we really could be two ships in the same house passing each other every single day. And, and that can make people feel, you know, uh, lonely, though you're not alone. Yeah. That can make you feel disconnected And, you know, it's always easy to think the grass is greener on the other side until you jump the fence, right? Right. So once you jump the fence, you're like, oh, hell. Ain't no more weeds. I should have just watered my own grass and I should have cut my own grass every two weeks. And I might have had something really good to work with. So, you know, from the, the standpoint of what my partner and I do, we try to help people get the tools to build what they're trying to build. Because, um, you know, often that's the issue. Yeah. Uh, right here, let's take a break in here from the Love Hour sponsors. We're going to take a break from this episode to tell you about Vivino, who's one of the Love Hour sponsors. Um, as you guys know, I love really great conversations such as the one we're having today. Joshua has come over many of times over my house and he has sat, especially after we've shot a brand deal. And I will simply ask him, you want a glass of wine? (laughs) 
and we will sit down and we will chop it up. He'll tell me all the tea that's happening in his life. And I would just listen, child, and we do it over a nice, beautiful glass of wine. I'll give me a little scandal glass, a glass of wine, which is my favorite glasses to serve wine in. And we will sit and chat and talk and spill the tea. And it's honestly one of my favorite all-time favorite memories ever. Um, and uh, Vivino allows you to do this. They carry all of my favorites, everything from uh, cabs to sweet wines to white wines. They have wines from Italy, from Napa, from Spain, from California. I love me a really great glass of, of a cab. Um, my favorite from them is the Hillside Cab from California. It is amazing. It is called Juggernaut. And it is a juggernaut. Okay, it's very good. Um, uh, Vervino carries all of my favorites. Plus, they suggest exciting, personalized recommendations based on my taste. I never knew those wines. I never knew some of these wines even existed. And now I know even more thanks to Vivino. Plus, their app is everything you need to know about wine and so much more right at your hand. One thing that I really love <clears throat> is that they have a rating system. And it lets you know, like, right away, you can read uh, what people have to say about the wine. They have four-star reviews, five-star reviews, three-star reviews. It's just like, you know, I love reading reviews on things. It just gives me an idea of what other people are saying. And you could determine, like, what y'all don't like is also something I don't like or what people say that they really, really loved about a glass of wine. You could be like, oh, that's really important to me as well. Um, and it just helps you make more informed decisions. Uh, my favorite thing to do is scan a bottle when I'm shopping in a store and then seeing what Vivino's users have to say about it. I really stepped up my wine game. Thanks to Vivino. Give them a try. I know you're going to love it. Go to Vivino.com slash love hour and use code love hour at checkout to save 20% on your first order of up to $200. That's Vivino, V-I-V-I-N-O.com slash love hour. Use code love hour. Save 20% off your first order for up to $200. Once again, Vivino.com slash love hour. Code Love Hour. See site for details. Terms apply. And we are back. Thank you so much to the Love Hour sponsors. Uh, Dr. Nicole, when you were just talking about the work that you do, I don't know. We often mirror the environment from which we grew up. Mm-hmm. So whatever you saw, I always call your your core um uh, home, wherever you grew up, your what's the word I'm looking for? It's not core, it's your uh, um, nuclear, 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 but what you're saying is where I'm going. Uh, your nuclear family, your university family of, life. of origin, mm-hmm. yes, family your family of origin, of origin is exactly what I was looking for. Thank you, Dr. Nicole. I was like, I ain't that, yes. but I don't know what it is. But that's um, it. that is your university of life, so you mirror what you saw, and that could be very healthy things or very not unhealthy and toxic things, but all of that you are going to bring into your relationship and trying to undo, first of all, trying to recognize that that's what you're doing is the first battle. And then the second battle is unlearning. I feel like the biggest lesson in learning is actually the unlearning. Mm -hmm. You know, so one of the reasons that trust is important is because you have to believe the other person when they're able to articulate that something hurts. 
Mm. Right. And and that first line, Kevin is like, oh, hell. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, huh? What you say? What you say? So, what you so, say? Right. So it's it's not the first line is not I hurt you and I feel bad about hurting you. The first step is really believing that what that person said or what that person is showing you is true. Because if you really care about that person and they're saying something hurts me before you're defensive and before you're like, man, ain't nothing hurt you, you, you know, or whatever the situation is, it's like, wait a minute, have I seen this somewhere before? Yeah. You know, if I've seen this somewhere before, I don't have to be the origin of this pain. I learned it from someplace else. So I don't have to be in a space of being so down on myself that I cut myself at the knees because I can't believe you're complaining about something that I said I would never do. The more empowered stance is to be like, you're complaining about something I said I would never do. And I trust you and I believe you. And now I have to be a participant in figuring this out with you so we don't have to be hurt by this again. I can absolutely take a different stance than, dang, I suck. That's my stance. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's my a lot of our big, first stances. Is it becomes an, a personal, if I hurt you, that makes me a bad person. Therefore, I need to defend. You feel like you have to defend your character. Yes. Surely I can. Let me give you another option. And you tell me what you think. I hurt you. And yo, what a privilege that I can, because if I can hurt you, that means we are connected in a way that is extremely meaningful. And that's a seat that I don't want to take lightly. If I can hurt you, that means I'm close to you. Mm, that's so true. You talking about right? hurt privilege, Dr. Nicole? Yeah, because here's the thing. If I'm close to you and because I'm close to you, I can hurt you and I don't want to hurt you, then I got to take responsibility for any hurt that I'm causing. Because you got to be in a certain proximity to even be able to have that effect. Some stranger on the Internet mm -hmm. can say something that wouldn't I wouldn't even pay attention to. But if Melissa said it, it would hurt because of what she means to me and what that relationship means to me. Right. Which means you're a very powerful person in Melissa's life. So instead of taking the stance of, dang, I suck, it's like, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. There are some things that I can do that affect her in ways that no one else can do. I can be responsible for that if I've got the right tools. Right. I didn't mean to hurt her. So is there a tool that I'm missing, especially mm. if I've seen it before? Because if I've seen it before, it's possible I'm just mimicking what I've seen. I don't even know the explanation of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But there are options. And often what's happening in relationships, people don't know that they have more options than what they think mm -hmm. and what they've been given. And they sabotage relationships based on what they've learned instead of being willing willing to learn something new. I, I think the <laughs> hardest thing is learning I, something new. 
Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Go ahead, babe. I was just going to say, I think the hardest thing is learning something new. We often don't realize that there are resources to yeah. train ourselves. And so you wallow in pity or yeah. fantasize about the greener grass on the other side. Yeah. And, and people shrink without even knowing their, their growth potential, um, especially men, which is, which is really hard because you have so many men, most men have the ability to be 15 feet tall in the eyes of their woman. They really do. That's all about. A woman, you're six now. Yeah, like, yeah. A woman feet. loves you. You got capacity to be like 15, 20 feet tall. But when something doesn't go right and you may be a proponent of the pain, what men often will do is shrink because they don't know how to stretch. Ooh. That's good, Dr. Nicole. Ooh. Right? Don't shrink. Figure out the stretch. If your father shut down all the time and she's saying, you don't talk to me, you shut down, then you've got to find words that speak to your feelings. You, you've got to find those words so that you're not mimicking the same pattern. And the more you use those words and you get reinforced for those words, you stretch and you start to grow. If you go in the other direction, before you know it, you two feet, she four, four feet 11. <laughs> I think, you know? uh, yeah. speaking as a man. Um, as a who? A men's. Okay. That shrinking is so much easier. Stretching is just like stretching in real life. Wildly uncomfortable. Uh, difficult. And... Um, I, I only speak for me, myself, amen, feel like uh, you're like wading into unfamiliar territory. And I think mm -hmm. that's another part of what makes it so difficult is feeling like, even though it's wrong, this is what I know. You know, like my, whatever my reaction is, uh, it's a comfort, you know, if, if it's if it's shutting down. Then I'll, I know this is not healthy. I know that. It's like eating a milkshake or drinking a cheeseburger. Those were mixed Reverse, up. Reverse, but that's fine. But yeah. I know this isn't good for me, but I like it. Or I, or it's it comfortable. It, it's comfortable is a better way of putting that. And I think that's what happens in relationships. The problem is, based, you know, based on what you said, you continue on that path too much, and, a, and the other person is like, there, there, there's consequences to those actions as well. Right. You know, you, you, you lose them, you lose the ability to hurt them, you lose effectiveness. Like, I don't think people want to watch you not handle your emotions correctly indefinitely. Yeah. You know, it, the illusion and, and men are starting to get it, right? That, that they've really been hustled because the illusion is shrinking is easier. And what happens after you do it enough, you realize it ain't easier because it now has you doing. Do you, do you guys know the limbo dance yeah. where they put the stick on the ground and you're supposed to dance under the stick? What happens is you you shrink so much thinking the hustle is not real, thinking that's easier, that at some point you're all the way on the ground. Yeah. You're fully on your back. 
You can't partner, you can't hold hands to walk anywhere. You are debilitated. Yeah. When the truth is, that's, that is something that's been taught. It just has not evidenced to be good, real, or effective. A stretch will mean I'm going to have some tools that I didn't have before. And I don't know a lot of men that don't like options. Yes. And the op, right, the options are, okay, I can choose to do this, but I could also choose to do this. And I can choose to do that. And whoa, some of these options get me a whole lot better result than what I saw. Yeah. Right. But the hustle is, it's comfortable. And it's a hustle because most things people call comfort zones ain't comfortable. They're just familiar. They cause a lot of pain. They've been mislabeled. You mislabeled something, a comfort zone. But but if I say, okay, I'll give you a thousand dollars to tell me what's so comforting about it. Right. You like. <laughs> so see what had happened was hey, what I mean. So true. Right? It's not comfortable. It's familiar because it's the only option you were given. Well, I'm a grown man now. Pick some more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a grown woman now. Pick some more. Go out there and shake the trees and see what other options are out there. And in our community, we are just figuring that out because folks like us, are looking and saying, oh, you trying to do that by yourself. Oh, that's why you look that way. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you look so tight. Oh, you trying to do it without a community? Oh, you are. <laughs> you are. Poor baby. I, that's why you look, hmm, makes sense now. You need a community. Black love is a community affair. You need accountability. You need to be able to recognize you do not have the Home Depot of all tools or the Lowe's of all tools. So you could always use new ones because you want options. I love the idea that your comfort zone is often the only option you've ever been given. And, and it's not even comfortable. It's just familiar. It's and it's comfortable. Yeah. That's good. That is so good because we be lying to ourselves. We do. We lie to ourselves. We feel like or we tell ourselves this is cool, this is comfortable, this is whatever. But comfort and familiarity are two different things. Yes. You can do a lot of things. Like I was telling Melissa, um, I had like a pain in my foot for a while. I'm talking about like six, seven months, right? Um, and eventually I was like, man, let me just go to a podiatrist and see if I can find out what is wrong with yeah. me. And I basically had a, a busted sweat gland and he, you know, did a thing and gave me some medicine and it was cleared in like, I don't know, two or three days. Right. But the crazy thing is I just got used to having that pain. Right. And it wasn't even necessary and it wasn't comfortable. It was just familiar. I'm just used to my foot hurting. Um, but I don't, it was easier for me to just live with that than to go to the doctor because he was all the way out in Camarillo and I was just like, ah, oh, he's somewhere out there and blah, blah, blah. But it literally took, I don't, it may be a five minute appointment and, you know, three days of ointment and it was, it was done. And I had been walking with that for six, seven months. And I think that's what happens to us a lot of times in life. We are not, we don't like pain. We don't like our scenarios. We just get used, used to, to living with them when something can be done about it. 
Well, one of the things that's, that's interesting is you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in our community, for example, we have something called heart of the matter conversations and invariably couples, singles come to it. We have a singles um, class, master class that's coming up on the 18th of September. And we have a couples class coming up on the 19th of September. And every time couples and singles, no matter whether they've been married a long time, they're like, oh my God, the stuff that you discussed here, I've never heard before. So Kevin, you talked about your foot. Your handling of your foot for that six months was a mini betrayal. A mini like, betrayal? What you say? What? Because in relationships, we think the betrayal is cheating. Oh, honey, you got so many other things. Many betrayals that act like termites. Mm. One termite comes, then he invite his cousins and invite his friends. And he like, yo, partner, come over here. I got this wood. We're going to eat on this wood. Okay. A mini betrayal, one of them is your health. Wow. So my foot is having a problem. I do not think about how this is affecting Melissa. She want to go walk in. She want to go to the park. She want to go to the mall. Yeah. She wants us to go visit X, Y, and Z. She's like, hey, we need to do A, B, and C. I'm making a choice not to go to the doctor. And I'm not talking about, because in our community as a whole, a lot of people want to go to the doctor and they can't right? because of a lot of reasons. But I'm talking about making decisions about our health that affect other people that we love because we don't want to do what's necessary to find out the answer and potentially solve the problem. And the reason it's a mini betrayal is because we have a commitment to one another. So how many years do I talk to you about getting a colonoscopy before that starts to eat away at our agreement mm -hmm. like termites? Mm -hmm. How long is it before I say, yo, I, I'm not crazy. That that thing, it wasn't there the last time we were intimate. That that it's it's like a lump. Like you don't feel it. Something, yo, you gonna check that out? And she's like, ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm good. That is what is considered a mini betrayal because we have an in a, an agreement to partner and to walk together and to move together and to build together. And when there are certain things happening with your health that you are not taken care of, it's one termite. But when you add it to other termites, you got problems. Yeah. yeah. You got a problem with the foundation. Yeah. Uh, Want to continue that thought in just one second. Want to hear from our sponsors really quick. We're taking a break from this episode to tell you about HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a great pre-measured ingredient, mouth-watering, seasonal recipe delivery package subscription that goes right to your door. School is about to start again. In fact, my son is starting school tomorrow. By the time this episode drops, it would be the day before and we are shooting and I'm already starting to stress about how I can ensure my kids are able to eat as life gets back into like a rhythm and a routine. But at the same time, I'm going to stay just as busy as I am right now and trying to do it all 
as Dr. Uh, Nicole has said, you ain't tired yet. Are you tired yet? Child, yes. Yes, I am. I am tired. And so I need help. And that is where HelloFresh comes in. They send you these meals. They are prepackaged. They're delicious. They are kid-friendly because I also have kids who are um, kind of picky. My youngest son's a little picky with his meals. Um, and right now, this week, we are eating the firecracker meatballs meal. And it comes with roasted green beans and jasmine rice. It is one of their Hall of Fame meals, which means that a lot of us have decided it's one of the really good meals. And those are the meals I really like to enjoy because then I don't have to risk getting something and then being like, oh, I don't like this. No, it's great. We love it. Choose from 50 menu and market items each week from vegetarian meals to craft burgers and extra special gourmet options are all available. There's something for everyone to enjoy with all the recipes designed and tasted, tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh. And with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, I love switching from between the brands. And now my listeners can enjoy both brands at a discount with me. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LoveHour14 and use code LoveHour14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Again, you're going to go to HelloFresh.com slash LoveHour14. Use code LoveHour14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping while we're taking a break guys i want to talk to you about manly bands guys listen for the better part of our lives our wives have had all the time fantasizing about the perfect wedding ring cut clarity carrot color you name it i did a whole thing talking about that yes literally had a whole message talking about that you did but for us nobody cared what do they just pick a ring out of the trash out of a chuck e cheese bin put a quarter in and give us a ring that's how they treated us oh oh but those days are long gone and you can thank manly bands for that they're here to rescue us from the otherwise hellish band buying experience manly bands offers your hand the freedom to look how you want it in just about every type of earthly material imaginable, even from space. Okay, let me tell you what I got, guys. I got the baller in black plated tungsten, right? Because I like her to be like a sexy boy, okay? I said, hey, man, what's tungsten? It's a cool thing. And Manly Bands was like, yes, a very cool thing. And I was like, cool, I like black skin and rings and Air Force Ones. And I said, man, let me get that in the little smooth little situation. That thing came in like, I don't know, a week or so. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It was faster than me and sex. To get started, order the Manly Ring Signer from Manly Bands to ensure that your ring will fit perfectly during your work and play. Once you know the size, it's time for the fun part. Manly Bands has an insane collection of materials to choose from. Gold, wood, antler, steel, dinosaur bone, even the meteorites that killed them. You can also choose from one of the Manly Bands curated collections like the Jack Daniels Whiskey Barrel Collection, which my friend Marcus, like, he chose his ring from there. And listen, if you already have a wedding band, that's okay. You can get a different one. I have mine. Uh, my Manly Band looks much more elegant than my actual wedding ring. So when Melissa and I go on date nights or to weddings or to parties, I always wear my Manly Band because it really dresses up my whole outfit. The other thing, uh, ladies, if you have an anniversary coming up, we always get often get the ring upgrades, and our men often do not. We get nothing. They often get nothing. We get the bill for it. Yes, correct. And we've been married too, okay? So this, well, it's our anniversary as well. It is their anniversary as well. Why so, have we not been upgraded? 
So you can upgrade your husband's ring, <laughs> and they are very, very, very affordable. Very affordable. Once you select your band, Manny Bands offers free shipping worldwide and a 30-day exchange policy and a free warranty. While there might be a 50% chance your marriage works out, there's a 100% chance you're going to love your wedding band. To order your Manny Band and get 21% off, plus a free silicone ring, which I am wearing right now. You see it? I always wear it. Uh, go to manlybands.com slash love. That's manlybands.com slash love for 21% off. Manny Bands. The best doggone rings, period. Thank you to all of our sponsors for supporting us and our children and our hopes and dreams. Um, <laughs> Dr. Nicole, you just make it so plain and so easy uh, sounding. And I feel like um, it's, I don't know, I, I, I'm almost empowered of like uh, not accepting the status quo yeah. in any part of your relationship. And the, I love the term stretch versus shrink because... Yeah. In all intents and purposes, stretching is always beneficial. I think Melissa and I, we've talked a lot about our relationship, obviously, on this past this podcast, but over the last couple uh, months specifically, I feel like I've been doing a lot of stretching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one thing that I, w- I can say about it physically, both in life and in the relationship, it is more difficult at first, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes, you know, and mm-hmm. the, the further you can reach and you be able to, you know, reach your toes. And before you could just reach your ankles. And I think in relationships, the longer you are together, the more necessary it is to unlock um, uh, those other years, right? Because Melissa and I have been together for 21 years. And I I say this all the time, but what was required of us 10, 15 years ago isn't enough for the next 10 or 15 years. You know, what was required at that time was was what we needed for that time. But now... We need more. Just like a baby needs milky milky at first. But after a while, you're going to, have to put a little bit of cereal in that milk. And then, they, you know what I'm saying, they're going to need some bread and protein. <laughs> you can't just survive off milk for your for your whole life, um, even though it's very comfortable to be, you know, breastfed and all that stuff. Eventually, you got to have a Lunchable. You do. Have a Lunchable. And, and I love that you said that because a lot of times we don't realize it's not that we can't make the relationships that we deserve and want. We don't have muscle mass mm-hmm. in certain areas. The muscle is there. It just hasn't been utilized. Yeah. Right. And we've been convinced by so many different things that there's no muscle. There's a difference between having no muscle capacity and having muscle that if you use it, it will work to your benefit. So every time you stretch and every time you lift just a little bit, you start to see, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> oh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I can lift more. Like I used to just be able to say, don't do that. Right. Right. Now it's like, I'm like, okay, here is why that is not working for me. Yeah. You say this, this is what my ears register. And the other person is able to say, you know, that's interesting because that's not what I said. However, that's not what I meant. Yeah. Because I just want to be heard right now. I'm not trying to hurt you. And you're like, what? used a whole lot of words yeah that is so true melissa and i have been working on uh various aspects of our relationship but one thing that happened a while ago 
is she was, you know, she's working on not shutting down. So she said yeah. something out loud. And I was like, girl, that is crazy. Why do you think that? She was like, first of all, don't respond like that. Because what I'm trying not to do is shut down. But if you respond like that, then it makes me be like, this is why I did that. So I think um, the tandem part of relationship is so important. Like, yeah. I never thought of how I respond to her changing makes it easier for her. It was like, this is a thing you need to do. As opposed to, this is a thing we work on together. Does that make sense? Because you're a powerful brother. <laughs> like, for real, you know, what we've been taught is not true in relationship. My mother is Caribbean, and she used to say, two hands make work light. Two and I used to be like, here she go. <laughs> okay, two hands make work light. And then, then she just kind of look at me, and she'd be like, one hand can't clap. And I'd be like, that was no easier <laughs> than the first one. But I get it because if I'm trying to do this, it's much different than if I'm trying to do this. Right. Yeah. The sound is different. The cadence is different because we're two coming together. Yeah. So when we recognize, I do it for Melissa. Like, I do. Do, do, I do. do this I do. right here. And yeah. she does it for me. She and does. we're not trying to hurt each other, but we didn't come with a ready-made toolkit of how to do this. So there are going to be things that I just don't know how to do. And that doesn't make me less man. There are things she's not going to do. That doesn't make her less woman. But how long do we want to hit this nail with the back of a shoe? Right. <laughs> a hammer. Like, how long are we trying to do that? Right. You know what I just thought about, you know, extend the analogy of the tool uh, box, right? There's not having the tools, right? And then, you know, when I first got my first apartment, one of my things my dad gave me was a toolbox with basically, you know, your standard hammer, mm -hmm. you know, cross yeah. tip, flathead, basic stuff. Um, when I became a homeowner, I had to do other stuff. And yeah. in relationships, there are certain tools that you have for that season, and then for this problem, you know, you got to go back into this Home Depot Lowe's and I got to get this. I got to get an Allen wrench. I got to get a multi thing. I got to get this. I got to get a, a ratchet Real. stuff I might not have used ever before. Mm -hmm. I might not use ever again. I think the season aspects, I'll give you a quick analogy. We have a safe at home and Kevin was dumb. He was. <laughs> it was a battery powered safe and it had a backup key. Uh, lost the key. And forgot to change the batteries so it locked and died and i was my kids passports was in there all kinds of stuff melissa needed so we had to get i called a locksmith he came in tried to drill it didn't work had to cut the saw he had to cut the safe open. free mm -hmm. right so the tools were already there to open the safe the battery and the key those are lost. I still need to get in there. Somebody else comes with new tools and new skills, and that's what was required to get into that at that moment. And I think um, in relationships, I'm just going to speak for me, Kevin. I had a terrible habit of relying on years past and tools past. I was yeah. reluctant to say, I don't know how to deal with this version of my wife or this version of myself. So the yeah. therapy tool, for example, I had not used that ever. Mm -hmm. Never, ever. Not for me, not for us as a couple. I realized Melissa had been trying to get me on it. Bless her heart. I was reluctant. 
<laughs> the stuff I learned in there, the tools that I learned in there or, or learn in there, to me, it seems like the only way we were going to get from where we are or from where we were to where we are to where we're going. Now I can't imagine not having those tools. Same thing with couples therapy it was like, okay, all the stuff we had been doing before books were okay and our pastor was okay mm. and marriage conference was okay. But now there was more work that had to be done. And I think that was necessary because we're going into a part of our relationship that we hadn't gone. We're closing in on parts of, you know, Melissa and I have been, you know, my parents have been married for, uh, what, 26, 27 years? Girl, you know, Melissa and yeah. I have been married for 17. Yeah. They ain't got that much on her. They ain't got but 10 on her. Ain't got but 10. And, and time does not denote quality. Right. Mm. Right. So even you're you're looking at other situations that have been 25 years, 26 years, different things. You you also have to be careful to say, but this is the relationship that I'm in. And and here is the journey that we're on. And for whatever reason, this Phillips is not working. The the head on this screw is different than what any of my screwdrivers will afford. So do I just act like I don't know? That's a mini betrayal. How long we gonna act like we don't know? We ain't got the tool for this. Yeah. Right? Before we're like, you know what? Can we just get a tool up in here? (laughs) And, And whoever is selling this tool, Right. Can, can we work that out? Because we're not trying to build where we started. We're yeah. trying to build for where we're going. Yeah. So in what world would the same tools work? That's so where? Hard. But don't we, we do that though. We still take that same screwdriver. You need a flathead ratchet. I don't know about a lot about tools, but if Marcus were here, he would say, or Greg, you know, like, <laughs> And we apply that same tool to something. And this is the, the thing is like, boy, this don't work. And we and that's still why, go again. Yeah. Kevin, people like us, we'd be like, uh, still trying to do that by yourself. <laughs> word, word. That's what I say all the time. My business partner cracks up because I'd be like, word. And she'd be like, word. Still trying to do that by yourself. How is that working for you, actually? You got some trophies for it? Right. But, did you get did you get a check? Did you get some get checks for that? You got get some new job. you got some new sneakers? You got a new car, new bike? What, what and then when the person's like, no, I don't have anything. I'm just angry. Yeah, that's what we thought. You ready? Yeah. You ready to get some more you ready to get some more tools? Because the hustle is that you can build forever incrementally alone. Mm-hmm. You cannot. That's a hustle. You yeah. cannot. Forever is built incrementally together. As you go, you need different tools. You sharpen some of the tools that are going to be your 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 ride or die tools, no matter what. And you hope you never have to die. You mm-hmm. hope you can ride, right, with those tools. But you have to add to it because the apartment you started in in Brooklyn, or the apartment you started in on Paslawson, you know, in LA. It's not in the marina. What what you're what you're building towards 
with integrity, with vulnerability, with communication, with intimacy, with, with family, with uh, legacy, with financial independence. None of that is where you started. Mm-mm. So it's not about pride or masculinity or any of the other stuff that may come into play. Ain't you tired? <laughs> we are. Ain't you tired? And you don't have to be. Because if it's working in other communities, it works in ours. We just don't. We've been taught it doesn't work. So we don't even try it. Wow. Right there. Let's take a break in here from our last Love Hour sponsor. All right. Before we close out this episode with Dr. Nicole, we're going to tell you about ShipStation. We do at Kevin Stage Studios use ShipStation. Uh, we use ShipStation. Like I said, the bald and the beautiful will be selling product black looks stuff this uh holiday season and we will be using it on ShipStation. and ShipStation is the way to do that they are an interface that brings in all of the platforms from which you want to sell any of your products onto one platform and allows you to very easily manage your order no matter if you're selling from shopify which we use Etsy or your own website, ShipStation funnels all of your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even on your cell phone. You can access amazing discounts from major carriers such as UPS, USPS, FedEx, and more. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies without contracts or commitment. Uh, Ship more in less time for a lot less money. Just use my offer code LOVE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free, no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and type in LOVE. That's ShipStation enter after uh, shipstation.com enter offer code love make ship happen and now let's get back to the okay and we are back one of the um books that i read when i worked at a bank years ago but it kind of goes along the analogy that we're talking about with the tools is from good to great and they talk about getting the right people on the bus getting the wrong people off the bus and then the right people in the right seats on the bus. And it's kind of the same idea of ensuring you have the right tools, get rid of the things that you no longer need, and then make sure, for example, the safe, what I have is not working. I need to bring in something else. And I think the something else or whatever, we're so familiar with the butter knife. Yeah. We're so familiar with the back of our shoe yes. that we don't yeah. know we need to elevate the game and bring in reinforcements or grab other tools. And so we're just out here really banging our heads, putting a, exerting a lot of unnecessary energy, getting frustrated because we don't we're not using or don't have the right tools. And, and to, yeah. to take that a little further um so when I had my first apartment, you had, I had a plunger. That was the only toilet thing that I had. So when we got uh, the house we were in, you know, right now, we were kept having issues with this toilet. And I'm plunging it, plunging, oh, yes. plunging it. And I'm like, yo, this thing is stopping up way too often to be something we, we do, right? So we call in a, a plumber, right? And he when he snakes the, the toilet, it's clear. Lo and behold, doctor, there was an issue 
30 feet down the line, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, I would have been plunging this toilet every other day for 20 years. And when yep. I brought in a professional who does this all the time, he knew exactly. He sure did. He did one snake. He's like, oh, let me get my camera. Something else is going down the line. He doggone put a camera through there, fixed this thing, flapped that thing, and the toilet's been working ever since. But how long did I bang my head against the wall how long did I pay a temporary solution and do this and try to jimmy rig it? Or just use the other bathroom upstairs and pee a little bit, but you know, don't flush three, right. you know, and or we jimmy just don't it. use that bathroom or don't use that bathroom. Not when I'm paying for the whole house. Listen, Melissa was like, let me tell you what I'm not. That's not going to be an That'll option. That'll never be an option. You're not going to do that. So I was, uh, and it wasn't even expensive either. Right. Right. It was, all the fears that I had were, were, were wrong right and once the dude comes in it tell you it took 42 minutes one time he ain't been back since that's yeah. probably five six months ago somebody in the comments said that's so good it was a problem 30 foot deep and i think that's what we do in relationships I we're was often talking about things on the surface level and we're not going to the root of the issue that's wait let dr nicole say sorry words. man that was, good. Uh, that, that was great uh, that was great <laughs> Because because often the backup doesn't even belong to us, it, and that's the other thing. It that didn't. Backup don't even belong. It was to us. it was down through our neighbor's house. It was something else. But we and here's what's crazy because of the way our house is built on a slope, right? Their problems were backing up here, Come and it's just in our same in our real life. Our parents' problems they back up onto us, and we're like, "What is wrong with me?" Like this, you owning somebody else's problem. Now you got to so, do some work to fix it and clear it, but you own somebody else's issue that you didn't even create, but you got to deal with that. So let me tell you an example of what it looks like. So my father had problems with money. My father's father had problems with money. There are stories of land and property that are no longer in our family because his father had problems with money. And your, your, your girl, or let, let's say you as a woman, you have problems with money, mm. right? Because this is a fair exchange, no robbery in these issues, right? right. So, if it even swap ain't no swindle. Right. <laughs> so your partner is like, you know, it's so interesting. We make a lot of money, but we can't seem to keep any. Or, you know, I come from this train of thought and for some reason, like, it's like a vacuum. It's taking all of our money. I don't know where our money is going. Well, after you talk about this enough and you see where the spending is happening, you are the spender, mm -hmm. right? And your partner says, I think we need some help with figuring out how to manage our money. And you say, you know, I'm, I'm good with money. Now, you know, my dad, he wasn't that great with money. Mm -hmm. My granddad, he wasn't that great with money. And the person is looking at you and like, do you see yourself in that commentary? Right. Right? Where would you have learned to be great with money? You wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Where would you have learned that? So let's get rid of pride. Let's just look at the data. Right. Where would you have learned to be good with money if everybody else behind you was not good with money and, and you were steeped in that? Right. So the unfortunate thing is what that person will often say 
I don't want nobody telling me how to do my money. Right. So you going to listen to the people behind you who didn't have none? Because <laughs> they are telling you how to do your money. They're ghosts. They're phantoms mm. in the room that are telling you how to do your money. But you won't go to someone to help you figure out how to do your money. But you're listening to that. Right. And there's no evidence of success there. Because you don't want to listen to this person because of pride, or you don't want to listen to this person because they can't tell you what to do. And again, folks like me, we'd be like, "You tired?" Right. <laughs> that you tired is so funny. It is. You tired? Of you gonna you, you? Oh, you gonna keep doing it again? You go? You gonna try it again? Because most right. of us are walking around here tired. We right. get tired. Because I see you with a clear toilet that you can actually put toilet paper in. Right. <laughs> right. And I see you with legacy, and I see you with possibilities. And I know that Kevin is not bad with money and Melissa's not bad with money. They just have not been taught how to respect money. Man, that's so good. So I'm like, he's not bad with money. Who taught him how to do good things with money? Nobody. Is he incapable of learning? No. Has he been anywhere to learn? No. So then it's like, you tired? You tired yet? You know, my pastor uh, in Washington used to have us tell this story. the pot. the pot roast. I don't know if you heard this story. Uh, his mom taught him how to make pot roast, and uh, he cut the edges off it. And he's like, you cut the edges off the pot roast? And he's like, why? I don't know. I just cut it because mama cut the edges off her pot roast. So right. mama was like, he went and asked mama, why you why you cut the edges off your pot roast? Well, my mom taught me. So he go to grandma and say, why you cut the edges off the pot roast? Well, my mom taught me. So he goes to great grandma and say, grandma, everybody keeps saying this person taught them. Why you cut the edges off the pot roast? She said, because we only had one pot. And the pot roast wouldn't fit. So I had to cut the edges off the pot roast. And we have passed that down, not having the same pot, not having the same pot roast, but we are working off of different data than our family has even has. And a lot of times we don't even go to ask Why? why we do this anymore. Why do we do this? Why are we acting like this? We don't even go up the chain. We just, well, they, mama taught me. It is. Mama, did, mama did this. I'm going to do it. I did a TikTok the other day, and this girl was uh, cleaning her chicken, and she, she uh, washed it in bleach. And her reason was because my grandma and my mom taught me this. And I think a lot of times in life, we take, just because our family taught us or did right. it this way, it is it's right. It's the right thing to do. And here's the thing, we have such rich, rich history in our community. Mm-hmm. But we often don't ask why yeah. some of the decisions were made that were made, right? So if you have um, someone that didn't acquire any wealth, yep, and you say, what was that about? Did you want wealth? Mm-hmm. What do you think happened? What decisions do you feel you made that worked and didn't work? Absolutely. There are some people in our history that cannot deal with any level of conversation beyond yes and do what I say, not what I do. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, there are a lot of our elders if we are able to connect with them and ask them, you will realize there are some things they can tell you from the rooter to the tutor why they did what they did. And there are some things they'll say, you know, I have no idea. 
So if there's something else that's going to work for you, go for it. Because yeah. I don't know why we cut the ends off. Right. I, I really don't know. So maybe you and Melissa should try it one day with the ends on and invite us, but order some KFC on the side <laughs> just in case it don't work because I want to eat. <sighs> but you know, if, Melissa and I struggled. I, I struggled. I struggled uh, veering from what my community said was right. worked. Yes. I remember the, I wasn't good with money at first. I'm much better now. Um, and Melissa was not a spender. Um, and she still really ain't, but I could not fathom because all the men in my church paid the bills. I could not fathom not paying the bills because men did that. And then I, all of a sudden I said, man, I, 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 I actually, Melissa helped me with this. I used to say my pastor do this. I'm going to do this. She's like, I'm not married to him. I'm married to you. And so I applied that to myself. I said, man, I'm not y'all. Maybe y'all are good with the bills. I'd be barely making it. I'm at the bank on, at 458 trying to pay my credit card on time. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa done, had online banking, set all that stuff up. And I remember that was the first thing that I said. I don't care what the rest of the deacons do. Right. In my marriage, Melissa is better. We're going to do this. And, and listen, we are out of debt today because Melissa mm -hmm. said, here's the, how we're going to get out of Hallelujah. debt. I sure would have been like, okay, we're going to move this balance. How many, how many years are you going to do the balance transfers? <laughs> Eventually, you're going to have to forego a vacation or two and get this taken care Facts. of. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the first time that I felt comfortable to be like, I'm not going to do this because y'all say I'm going to do what works for us. Same thing happened with our kids. You know, yeah. we, we was beat for our transgressions. And, you know, what I'm saying we don't beat our kids like that because we have more time to raise them. And I don't judge my parents. When you're poor, yeah. you have a lot of time to raise kids. Fear was the other parent in the room. Hello. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, but now I actually have more time to raise my children uh, than my parents did so I can do what works for them. But at the same time, holding grace uh, for my parents because they did the best they knew how to do. 100%. But I don't have to do what they did just because they did it. 100%. And it doesn't make it right just because it's a child's place and you hush and then you do this and that. And you realize that also has other consequences is your kids don't know how to stand up for themselves in any scenario. Right. And people run over them in every scenario because they don't know when a child's place, when it, when it becomes an adult's place. Well, one of the things that, you know, I, I'm excited about with the show is the opportunity for people to really recognize that they can have freedom in their dynamic, right? You'll hear me talk about certain things like control a lot, communication a lot, asking for what you want, things like that, because free people that are together are happy. They happy. Yeah. Yes. They're, they're together and they're committed and they're accountable to one another and they're building together and there's a freedom to that. Yes. Right? And understanding that is a huge thing for our community. It's huge because we've been taught so many other things. For example, using your example, you're now out of debt there are things that are available to you. It's so funny when you're out of debt, people want to give you stuff. Yeah. People yeah. want to give you stuff at a lower interest rate. It's just incredible right, right. type of things that happen when you're not in debt. So many times what we've been taught is that the detriment is partnership. 
versus the blessing mm. is partnership. Mm. And our community has been taught that quite strategically. So when we do get a partnership, what comes up is who's going to control, who's going to wear the pants, who's going to tell me what to do, who's going to, it's all these shenanigans, right? Versus what are the opportunities here? What are the yeah. opportunities that are limited to me alone, but just the trajectory goes off the chart. If I have someone who sees me, wants to build with me and is willing to bring their whole selves to the table so we can work it out together. Yeah. What are the options? Oh, you have good credit score. <laughs> now, when you go buy something, they're like, oh, Kevin, can we reduce that interest rate for you, my friend? And you're like, well, yes, you Heck do. Yeah. <laughs> right. What, what's offered is amazing, but we don't usually get to that place because in order to get to that place, we have to be willing to be vulnerable. We have to be willing to learn, mm. to grow and to have fun, but not look at our partner as our adversary, but really look at them like, yo, I'm about to come up. Yeah. And Melissa's about to come up yes. because we in this together. It's fair exchange up in here. Fair We're about exchange. To uh, that's beautiful. We've covered quite a bit. Before we close out, I really do want to discuss this. It's one of your gems that you offer. And um, I just love the phrasing of it. I'm a sucker for like the way words come together. And so you, one of the things that you've said is you are the guarantee. Can you explain to us what that means? You are the, the solution you've been looking for. You are the guarantee that you've been looking for. You are not a risk. If you live your life fully vested and you don't feel the need to put a whole, whole lot of stuff, I say a good piece of pound cake don't need no drizzle. If you're trying to live authentically, good piece of pound cake don't even need a plate. You can just give it to me in my hand. You sure can. I'm you good, sure can. Right? Ain't gonna make me no never mind. I'm gonna tell you I, that. For real. So you are the guarantee that you've been looking for. You don't have to look in all of these other places, but live that, be that. When something pops up that needs to be fixed, go about the business of fixing it. When something shows up that hurts, don't judge the hurt, try to understand it, you're human. Instead of being all about Everything that's wrong with you be about all the things that are really good about you and the things that need to grow, water them and help them grow. But seriously, you're the best thing that's happened to you ever, like ever, ever. Then once you get with somebody else and they're the best thing that's happened to them, mm -hmm. then guess what? Now you really start to mirror each other. Because now you have somebody that's going to be like, I got you and I'm looking out for you because you're not only the best thing that's ever happened to you, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Besides me, that ain't half bad. That ain't half we bad. We can this out. I love this. I, I Listen. I love this because um, it, it, first of all, debunks this whole idea that you complete me. It's the idea of being the best thing for 
you. Yeah. It's the idea of being um, a whole complete person without another person coming in. And if you can stand tall in that, it is so much easier to offer yourself to someone else and have something to offer. That's beautiful. that was you complete me was just a good line in a movie. Oh, it's a beautiful line. It in makes a movie. sense, but it was an actress saying a word written by a screenwriter, and people have been like, "This is uh, that's what I need." No, no, no. And no, you need to be complete. Absolutely, you are the guarantee, and you should be the best thing that ever happened to you. You know, one Ooh, thing that good. I appreciate that's good up top for me and you. One thing that I was I didn't realize was a benefit, but it truly was. I went into therapy for my own self and yeah. Melissa benefited from it yeah. because I, I became a better person and I understood how childhood trauma and wounds, they, this is, this is how this affects her, right? Nothing to do with her at all. It was my un, uh, resolved issues were, were, you know, uh, affecting her in these ways. And I just, I didn't necessarily go in there for marriage stuff. I thought we go to marriage counseling for marriage stuff, but lo yeah. and behold, that that ch- the way you are and the way you came from and the way you present it affects your your spouse your employees your friends it affects how you interact with people um yes. and i feel like get, getting myself together for myself she also benefits and so do my children you know everybody, everybody benefits. benefits yeah yeah everybody benefits and but again I'm so glad to hear you say that and i and i hope we're in the place now i'm hearing more men talk about coaching and therapy and community and accountability because they're thriving, right? And they're thriving because of it, because our expectations for ourselves as a community in the area of trauma and healing, it is so distorted. Mm -hmm. Like, Whatever damage you've experienced, it's so interesting that we believe in many circles, that's just going to go away. <laughs> is it really? Where is the evidence of that? Right. And you have no evidence of it because your heart is a wonderful thing. It pumps blood to itself first, then the rest of the body. You can live without a brain. You cannot live without a heart, right? So, so it's even designed that way. So to think... You can ignore your heart just because you're a man or ignore your heart just because you're a boss woman is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Your heart will let you know invariably, can you please fix me? Yeah. Yeah. Can you please, can you, can you please fix me? And you like, shut up. (laughs) Nobody asked you nothing. Stop talking so much. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you every day. I'm, can you fix, can you not put any more scotch tape and bubble, bubblicious bubble gum on me, please? Please tend to me for real. For real. Fix me for real, man. Please, I got you till death do us part for real. I got you, but can you fix me? Duct tape is for ducks. (laughs) And bubblicious gum. Come on now, not the chicklets. Can we not do the chicklets? Can we not do this? Listen, Dr. Nicole, this has been a very rich, rich, rich episode. I know people will most certainly get something out of it. And for the people that are interested in keeping up with you on social media, can you please provide that information and give us a little bit more information on Heart of the Matter Conversations? 
Yes. Um, watch us on Friday nights, 10 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time on OWN. Put a ring on it. You can check me out on all social media handles, Ask Dr. Nicole or uh, Sister Diamonds LLC, tell you everything that we're doing. And Heart of the Matter Conversations, it is surprisingly to most people a lot of fun. Um, it it kind of feels like this conversation, but amplified, mm. right? Because we have music and real conversation and we laugh because what we recognize is that we don't have to hold on to our pain. So if you're single and you're trying to get ready for love, Heart of the Matter Singles on September 18th is where you need to be on Saturday the 18th. It's virtual, so you don't have to leave your home. We don't care what you look like. We just want you to bring your full self to the conversation. And if you're in a couple's dynamic, either in crisis, new, or, or like you all, maintaining, building, and growing, that's where you need to be because community and tools make it work. Amen and amen. And tools. Thank you so much, Dr. Nicole. Please, Thank everyone, you. make sure that you check her out on social media at Ask Dr. Nicole or on OWN on Friday nights. Thank you so much for joining us tonight or tonight, today. Okay. Uh, we appreciate you. We hope to have you back. Uh, thank you to our audience, our stage crew audience for joining us and for all of you listening until the next episode. Bye. Bye.